Welcome everybody to another podcast. This is episode three. I have a special guest with me. His name is Caleb. He is a sous chef at Doug Fur right now. And I guess I'll give some time for him to give a little introduction about himself. But he's going to be, you know, possibly be my co-host throughout all of our uh, Feeding You episodes. It's going to be really exciting. Um, I'm pumped because he loves food just as much as I love food. And um, it's kind of awesome to see him kind of grow in our in the uh, cooking world in Portland, and it's awesome. So I guess I'll give this time for you to just introduce yourself, tell you where you're from, like what you got you into food, and yeah, go for it. Well, uh, as you said before, I'm Caleb Robinson. I am the sous chef at Doug Fur Lounge. <sighs> I am from Arizona, grew up there, uh, moved here about three, four years ago. What made you move uh, up here? I uh, got offered an internship with a friend of mine who was starting a nonprofit called Live Again mm-hmm. and they they do suicide not necessarily prevention in a way of you know calling people answering phones or whatever mm-hmm. um, they do suicide education and so they teach people on how to handle the situations and um, down the stigmas of suicide and so I worked with him for a few months up here doing that and yeah How's you into cooking then? Okay, well, cooking started while I was in Arizona. Um, I got my first quesadilla maker when I was like 10 or 11. Quesadilla maker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is a quesadilla maker? Like, I mean, I, I guess it makes quesadillas, but like, it's, I've never heard of this quesadilla maker. It's one of those like Betty Crocker um, or like George Foreman grill style things where yeah. the top comes down uh-huh. and it has like pre-cuts for the quesadilla so you put like a tortilla uh, and then you put all this stuff in and, okay. you put the and you close it lock it and then you said it has a timer on it and then when the timer is done then your quesadilla yeah, i know what you're talking about it's that one um like uh older lady she's like you wouldn't believe you know kind mm-hmm. of, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. okay cool 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 okay go on yeah so then like <laughs> through this little machine I um I was able to start playing around with cooking for the first for the first time really and so um just experimenting with quote unquote experimenting with flavors um <laughs> <laughs> like oh what if I put steak in the cheese quesadilla what would it taste like oh that's cool but it's the greatest thing ever <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure exactly when someone put steak the first time in quesadilla it was that same question what would it taste like to put steak in a quesadilla <laughs> kills reinventing the wheel on his own I like it <laughs> exactly um, but then after that I, I uh, took a couple of cooking classes in high school and uh, kind of learned on my own I uh, started working my first job was Papa John's, but I quickly went to Grimaldi's, which was like a nicer version of pizza, and nice. my chef there um, was mean, to put it politely, and uh, but he, he put a drive in me for actually doing it as a career. So, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And so when you came up to Portland, you were doing a suicide um, education mm-hmm. thing, and then... Um, where did you go to cook after you came to Portland? Um, I got a job at Doug for three days after I moved here. Oh, um, okay, that's where we <laughs> met. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, I oh. uh, I needed a job because obviously interning doesn't pay for anything, nope. and so I uh, I started working at Doug Fur because I knew cooking like the back of my hand, and at the time, at the time I was. I didn't know what I wanted to do for sure. Like mm-hmm. before, I'd said, "Oh yeah, cooking's my thing," and then yeah. 
I was cooking for a while in Arizona and just like, oh, well, I don't know what to do. I'll move to Portland with Eric and <laughs> intern with him because I, um, it was a, I wanted to move and B, I thought his cause, the, the cause of live again was really cool. So that's great. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, so a little backstory, I guess. Um, so it was 2015, January of 2015. Um, I was, you know, in my process of, you know, working two jobs is working at another, uh, Italian restaurant. And I was uh, working at uh, Doug Fur, and this chubby little kid walks in with his beard. And <laughs> it was just so funny. Um, and he, and like it was awesome because I was Caleb's trainee, which was kind of funny because like uh, our trainer, uh, he was my trainee, and I was just you know doing you know everyday thing and just showing him as much as I can. And it was you know it's kind of awesome to like see him kind of grow and like. Stay at Doug Fur for almost three or two, two, three years now. Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy. So um, yeah, it's awesome that uh, to just see that little little chubby kid grow up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I guess the biggest question is, you know, who was your biggest influence when it came to like cooking? Like, like was it like the fancy chefs you see on TV? Was it like someone you met? Um. Well. After I started, started, stopped working at Grimaldi's, I started working at this place called The Spot, and one of the chefs there was uh, Mitch, and Chef Mitch was coded in food tattoos. He had a recipe for grilled cheese in pictures tattooed on his knuckles. Uh, one sleeve was all vegetables, the other sleeve was all cuts of meat, um, wow. and he had... Dedication, I like it. <laughs> all the way to the max. He had Chef for Life tattooed just above his collarbone on his lower neck line cook as a profession so um that was that was probably as a person he was probably my biggest influence if you want to talk about other things um some of the other chefs around the world i guess that i started looking into were guys like guys i thought were really good leaders like um massimo batura for instance mm -hmm. from oh man i butcher the name every time osteria francescana I believe in Italy. Osteria Francescana. Yeah. And Modena, Italy. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I have a couple of his books and um Massimo. Man, he's 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 a, he's actually one of the influences of uh, Feed the Mass for me. Like Yeah, because he's, he's doing, doing that he's doing that uh um uh, soup kitchen. Yeah, in the, soup kitchen in the old church. Yeah, yeah, dude. That was just amazing, just like a very inspirational like I'm like, this is what I wanna do with like, you know, the food waste in Portland, just like mm -hmm. create, you know, food for homeless people that are actually in need of food versus saying, Hey, I would like fresh food. Like, Hey, what are you throwing out? Or what's yeah. going to go bad? And let's figure it out because I mean, I mean, the stats on how much food we waste just in Portland alone, is just scary. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's awesome. And then, um, so right now you're at Doug Fur, uh, you're the sous chef there. Uh, who's the chef there right now? Uh, that would be Stephen, and his last name is Lahos. Lahos. You need to work on names. It's interesting. I'm terrible at names. <laughs> I'm terrible. I should know my chef's last name like the back of my heart, but it is literally the hardest thing to pronounce. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Chef Stephen, he's uh, the new chef there. It's incredible. He's been there for about a month, and we're finally releasing the new dinner menu. That's awesome. Um, this, this week. So Thursday. This, this Thursday, yeah. Man. 
So out with the old, in with the new, and <laughs> everything we've been tasting so far is just incredible. It's going to be so good. That's great. Yeah. And then, um, so uh, do you guys, at Doug Fur, you guys have the breakfast, lunch, dinner, or how's, how does your guys' menu work? Um, so Monday through Friday, we have breakfast, lunch, dinner. Uh, we also have happy hour in between lunch and dinner service. Um, dinner service starts at, well, let me start at the beginning. Breakfast starts at 7 and ends at 11. Then lunch starts at 11, ends at 3. At 3 till 6 is happy hour, but at 5 o'clock the dining room reopens and we start dinner until 10. Um, then after that it's just back to the bar menu. Um, so like the reason you guys open up so early is you also are like attached to the Jupiter yeah. Hotel, right? Okay, that's awesome. And um, so if you guys want to, you know, check out the food, um, is there any recommendations you're going to be on the new dinner menu that you should would want to, like, promote? <sighs> Let's see. The, uh, the roasted cauliflower dish sounds really, really cool. What's on um, So basically, we're going to roast cauliflower one day, and the next day we will, once it softens up a little bit, uh, we're going to puree it and make it into a sauce and throw roasted, fresh roasted cauliflower on top of it. Um, it has a bunch of other seasonings and spices, but it's secrets, secrets lots, of, <laughs> lots of secrets. Um, anyways, it's delicious, uh, but it comes with capers and some other surprises. I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what goes on it. But it's yeah. so new, the sous chef is barely <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, th that and plus we have, we, this, these past weeks have been crazy with so much catering. It's yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. Now, and now also I think a really big deal, and I think I really want people to understand this, is uh, like Doug Fur is one of, I think, seven restaurants in Portland that serve the Impossible Burger. Yeah, the Impossible Burger will be... We'll be starting serving that on Thursday as well. And uh, tell us a little bit about the Impossible Burger. Um, I'm pretty sure if you Google Impossible Burger, there's a lot more detail. But for the most part, why is it really important that we actually have the Impossible Burger? Well, it is a vegan alternative to ground beef, and it is it is awesome. It cook it, well. It, it, it's it's vegan first of all. It, it's made from soy, and it has I believe it has beet juice in it as well, but um, honestly, like the makers of Impossible Burger have kind of like kept it a secret themselves on mm -hmm. what exactly is yeah, all yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah. Um, nothing like bad or anything, but it's 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 it, a crazy cool product, and it's and uh, but essentially it cooks like real meat does, yeah. except it's vegan and it's <laughs> it's, it's whack, yeah, and it's, it's local, awesome. and so it's it's awesome. It it reminds me of a. Momofuku's vegan burger that yeah. they started doing, yeah, um, yeah. where I know I, they use tofu and beet, um, beet juice as well, and yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. That's that's cool. That's cool. So um, <clears throat> now let's go on to the next question, which is, what does food mean to you? Um, I mean, like over the years, I'm pretty sure your understanding of food and like what it means to you has definitely you know evolved. I mean. Like now you have a child, and now mm -hmm. you're gonna get married soon. Um, like how how does how has that changed for you? Well, in the beginning, food was, well, first for me, food was just you know, food. I mean, yeah, you wanted it to be salty and fatty, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> like like as a, like as a kid, you yeah, know, yeah. I was 
I, I and sweet and that could problems. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You just wanted to eat all of it, but it was it was nothing more than um, you know nutrition and on top of that um, comfort. In fact, yeah, I feel like my stomach. Yeah. I probably found a little too much comfort. <laughs> too much. <laughs> I think we've all done that. Um, but um, but then it, it it's it's evolved now into more than that. It's um, food is family. Food is togetherness um food is my life it's my job it's what i do it's it, it is food is involved and intertwined in everything i do from from cooking to family to friends everything revolves around the dinner table and like well actually i don't have a dinner table in my apartment right now so everything evolves around the sitting on the dinner counter <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome. um so when we talk about, um, like, um, I guess one of the biggest things right now is Portland has a really big struggle when it comes to uh, food independence. And what are the things that you've seen, like, in at least in your life, um, like one of your biggest struggles in food or nutrition or in resources? What, like, what have you seen? Um, definitely the lack of access to knowledge and good quality food so the, the, the we'll, we'll, I'll take a step back so the lack of knowledge I would say um, first one of them the knowledge of knowing what is nutrition nutritionally healthy what is nutritionally not healthy what is um, how the basics how do you cook food mm -hmm. any food at all in any way possible you know, a well-done burger that everyone hates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but like, there's there's a lack. I feel like there's a lack of understanding of what cooking is, and especially on the nutritional side, because mm -hmm. everyone just goes, "Oh, I'll you know I'll buy all this you know Totino's pizzas and throw it in the oven." I yeah. mean, I'm guilty of that too. Um, or um, microwave or going or, out. Yeah, microwave or yeah, going yeah. out every single time and yeah. going like, oh, no, I don't want the lettuce and tomato. And no, oh, if I get the supreme version of the Totino's pizza, it has vegetables on it, so it's better for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> These are real things. Yeah, no, those, are, those, 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 through those, those, those are real things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and if, if people just knew really what they were and it, I mean there's been a there's been a revival in it I will say there's been there's been more talk about it in recent years from uh you know the food inc documentary there's tons of documentaries especially mm -hmm. on Netflix um yeah. all about nutrition and what's actually behind the food you're eating which I think is awesome but I think there's still still not quite enough understanding and part of that is just access to super easy to make microwavable yeah. foods and you know plopped in the oven Marie calendars you know yeah and well I mean I guess I guess I guess in, in other words like the ability for the easy and quick has been taken over the actual like nutritious and good for you yeah. and people are just relying on oh well I can just throw this in the microwave and have something to eat yeah. versus I can actually go and like get vegetables and I can get meats and I can put them all together and actually have like a good meal that actually is good for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, it's it's becoming a really big epidemic. I mean, was I think the stats are now we're, we're pushing it close to um, 
forty percent obesity mm-hmm. rate in America. So mm-hmm. it's 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 getting bad. And um, I guess uh, what is something you want to teach people? I mean, what is what is like if if someone sat you down right now and said, "Hey, I need one tip you can give me from your life that it will benefit me." in my life what would you give them and it doesn't have to be about nutrition it could be as 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 big as like food cooking whatever you want hmm. i wouldn't well something i would something i would teach people is just be and, and this goes for pretty much every aspect of life i guess is to be more analytical read up on what you're, this will, if we're going to talk about food specifically, like read up on what you're putting in your body, read up on what, um, what you're cooking, what you're going to feed your kids, read up, look at the labels. Um, but that also goes, that also goes for every aspect of life. Don't sign that, read it, you know, and just, just be more thoughtful about, just don't make hasty decisions, I guess. Don't make hasty decisions. Like look, look, read, listen, Yep. Pay attention to what's around you. Definitely. No, I, I totally agree. So if uh, I guess I guess this is the point where we um, kind of do a little shout out. Um, so uh, do you, you have Instagram? You have like Twitter, I'm guessing, or just Facebook? I have Twitter, but really, it's I'm only following Donald Trump just to like see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I literally, I literally, America's still around. Okay, we're gonna, he's not gonna blow anything up. Yet. <laughs> oh no, he might blow something up today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't post on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but uh, you're on Instagram. What is your yeah. handle on Instagram? Um, my handle on Instagram is the baby black mamba. It you should is, really work on that. I know, I we, should. We should, <laughs> we should get that changed soon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. No, it's a, it's a combination of a bunch of, like, it's a combination of, like, four nicknames I had growing up. Baby, baby, or baby, black, and mamba? No, so the, 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 the baby, sorry, this is totally a side shoot, but. No, I like it. Um, Keep it going. So the baby comes from being called Big Baby J by some of the guys I was in a band with in high school um, because I was big. I was this big, like, you know, I'm six six foot now, and I was the biggest guy in the group. And uh, I, I, had a, I had a baby phase. Like before, that's why I always have the beard because if I don't have the beard, then it's like, oh, you are 23. You're not, like, 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are yeah. so surprised. <laughs> so, um, but... So they called me Big Baby J, and so that was a combination of that. And then at my at Papa John's, I used to sign in um, my uh, my personal pizzas as the Black Mamba. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, that's that's coat from basketball. It's coat. I'm so bad at sports. I don't know. But that's is it Kobe who's nicknamed uh, that? Yeah. yeah. Kobe the Black so, Mamba. So so how how I came up with that is one day you know in Papa John's they have the sports playing on the TV. And I look up and I'm like, what, what do I put as my food name? I want to do something funny. I look up and I see the Black Mamba on the screen. I'm like, all right, cool, we'll do that. And then and just from then on, everyone just started calling me that. So. All right. So, sous chef Black Mamba. I like it. <laughs> I even have a Black Mamba Cobra tattooed on me. Ooh, there you go. All right. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, that would have been a cooler story than uh, just saw it on TV. No, it's all good. Um, so, I guess. Um, 
follow him on Instagram. Follow also Doug for Lounge has an Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure you check him out. Come join him on at uh, Doug for their addresses. 830 East Burnside Street. So right on the corner of Burnside and uh, South or Southeast West, uh, 8th? No, actually it would be in no, Southeast. It, it's Southeast, yeah. Yeah, so. Southeast. Okay, Southeast, uh, right in Portland. Um, I also work there part-time. It's really fun. Um, I enjoy it. It's kind of weird having um, Caleb as my sous chef, but <laughs> okay. I still walk around sometimes. <laughs> um, but, um, no, I really appreciate you doing this interview, and I guess um, <clears throat> we're gonna. he's going to be uh, with us a lot now, I guess. He, he's going to probably join us for a few more podcasts. He's actually going to be interviewing me, which is going to be really weird, so make sure you guys stay on for the uh, next episode. Uh, episode four of our podcast and um, yeah I hope to see you guys again soon and uh, enjoy your day hey guys thanks for following us on iTunes uh, make sure you subscribe also follow us online at feedthemass.com on Instagram at feedthemass on Twitter at feedthemass on Facebook at feedthemasspdx and also on uh, Snapchat now at feedthemass Again, um, we have another episode coming next week. Kale's going to be interviewing yours truly, Chef Jacob Valentine. And again, I just want to thank you guys for listening to this. Please, you know, reach out to us if you guys like our podcast. I want to know what you think, um, if we can do anything better. Um, I know, like I said, we ain't professionals here. We're just trying to spread the love, spread the word. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And of course, I got to say this to everybody. God bless.